I will say that, you know, with the candle company, it was just like an add-on in a sense, because I love candles. Um, but interior design is really more my baby, <laughs> honestly. But um, you never know what God can make room for. Like, I was just doing the candles, and next thing you know, my candles and stuff is at the MGM. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> like, You're listening to The Millionaire Talk Show with Charles Oglesby. We're going to be millionaires. And we're interviewing proven millionaires who've built their wealth in real estate, sales, marketing, branding, and other areas by betting on themselves. And now, here's your host, Charles Oglesby. Millionaire Podcast, Charles Oglesby, also known as Ty Millionaire. We are here live from Ty Capital Studios, and we we have a great conversation lined up for you today. We have Miss Naoka Simone. She is an interior designer. She was seen in numerous publications and um, she's an entrepreneur. What part of the country are you in? I am in Maryland. Maryland, the DMV. Do you consider the, the DMV? Yes, the DMV. I like that area. Is it still popping like it used to pop back when Obama was there? Uh, I'm going to say no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say no. Awesome. But you guys are in for a treat. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you so much for, you know, reaching out to me to have me on the show. This is a great opportunity. And so I'm looking forward to the conversation. Yeah. So can you tell us a little bit more about who you are and uh, where you're from, what life was like growing up for you? So I am Nyoka Simone. I am born and raised in Kingston, Jamaica. I reside here in the DMV area. Um, I am a mother of two beautiful children, both 23 and 19. So I'm empty nesting right now, mm. <laughs> right? Um, but I'm an interior design, an award-winning interior designer, um, actually. And I've been in business for about seven years. In addition to the interior design, I'm also um, the founder and CEO of a luxury candle brand called Noir by Nare. So we are just in the business of helping homeowners and commercial uh, owners to elevate their spaces. So we take their vision, we elevate it to basically come up with a really gorgeous aesthetic to make sure that the space is a pleasurable space and it feels homely or it's welcoming to um, consumers. And so, um, like Todd said, we've been uh, uh, featured in so many different um, magazines, um, billboard in New York Times Square. And I just really, really, um, and great. I'm grateful for the fact that our business model and our business services have just reached a vast amount of homes. And so that is fulfilling and rewarding at the same time. And so I'm just, I'm just excited. I'm just following my purpose. That's it. That's it. That's all. So if you had to give me some advice, Based off of my background, what could I change to make it better? <laughs> a lot. You want me to answer that for real? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I mean, you got some great artwork back there. I think that millionaire needs to set out, needs to be the focal point, too, because that is that defines you, your show, your business and everything like that. So having that be more so on the forefront rather to the side would be good. Yeah. Um. You know, somebody told me I was actually thinking about just taking everything off of that wall and just getting it painted and just having like that logo. You can't really see it. The TC logo just like on the wall behind me. Oh, which reminds me. So we do offer signature custom walls, too. I'm mm. not sure all that on my website 
or on my Instagram page, but what, um, and that's, that's been just booming. And the reason why it's booming is because it's a signature piece from an artist that gets signed. That's a display in your home or in your, you know, working space, your office space. So to be able to have, you know, your personality displayed on the wall with the TC logo. Oh my God, that would be fire. But yeah, that, that so would be. I'm in California. How would I make that happen? Would I have to fly the person out here or something? That's all you got to do. Oh, wow. All right. We'll have to talk about that off camera. We sure do. We sure do. But I'm curious, how did you get started in business? What did the beginning days look like for you? Well, the beginning days for me looked like it once once upon a time I was a wedding planner um, and then I was a nail tech. And as you can imagine, with doing nails nowadays, you know, it's all about the designs. And of course, wedding planning is about the decor, facilitating planning and every, planning everything. And so um, about seven years ago, I actually went through a really bad divorce, which had caused me to have to move. And um, in moving, of course, you, you know, it was frustrating. It was an emotional process. But in that moment, what I realized was I was designing my home and didn't even know it. I was just taking out, you know, that emotional pain and that, you know, um, the, the, just the feeling and the thoughts of just everything, becoming a single parent, you know, that that was just a lot. And so I was just doing all this shopping and going to all these different stores, Pier One and Home Goods and doing all this stuff in my house. And um, I, I love to entertain. So I had some of my friends over and they were like, you know, what, hey, girl, you always doing stuff in here and it looks amazing. You should consider becoming an interior designer. In that moment, I was like, I am not doing anything right now. My feet are planted. But if it is something that I should consider doing, then I'm going to pray about it. And then I'll embark on it if it's for me. And so I did just that. And one day I woke up and I was I just went to the mall, bought me a suit, did my makeup, called my homeboy up, who's a photographer. and was like, hey, you need to get over here and take this picture because. I don't know what I'm getting, what's getting ready to happen, but I'm about to announce to the world on social media that I'm an interior designer. Yeah. Keeping in mind, I had nothing in place. I had nothing in place. I had, you know, no contractors. I had no, I, I didn't, I didn't know what all my services were going to be. I did not have all the full details, but I just knew that just taking that step and starting somewhere will allot me to get the things that I needed along the way. Mm. Can you expand on that? Because I try to tell people that a lot. A lot of people, they think they have to have everything lined up to start their you, business and they don't. never start. And that's just my opinion. I know, you know, I see a lot of different uh, experts, you know, just talk about different ways, but I just can only speak to, you know, what I have done and what I try to encourage people that I know that are close to me to do if they're interested in starting a business. And basically what it looks like, it's, it's like, um, I don't know, have you, did you ever see that clip that Steve Harvey um, and if he talks about leaping mm -hmm. and that's really what my book is about was leaping before looking. So I jumped before I could see anything in front of me. And it was just about me having that faith and believing that along the way, whatever it is that I needed, it, it was surface, it was surface. And if not, it was my job and duty within those moments to try to figure those things out. But that's the beauty to me in being a entrepreneur is that your heart and your passion, you can explore whatever it is that you want to do. And although you don't have all the answers, simply just doing it and getting started 
is a big step within itself. So that's just my take on it, you know, yeah. and, and what I exactly what I did. Yeah. So you take the leap. I did. And what, what happens? Oh, my business is over a half of a million dollar business right now. Okay. So what are the early date? Like, so you leap, what do you, how are you getting your clients? How are you getting customers? Social media. Really? Not even knowing what I'm doing. Again, I'm not a social media expert, but when you are your true authentic self, yeah, it'll happen. It's going to come to you regardless. You yeah. don't have to step on toes or, you know, pull out the knives and stab people in the back or anything like that. It's really social media. I just started my page and um, just started posting stuff. And of course, in the beginning, because I didn't have a lot of projects, because again, I was new, but you can always post inspiration, right? So the things that you like that you think could capture the audience's um, eye or giving them tips or doing certain things to kind of build up that momentum. And that's exactly what I did until I got to the point where, I mean, I was just project after project after project after project. And I mean, some of them only would include doing a wall like what we just talked about. Um, some of them would include full design. Some of them will include um, just design concepts. It was a vast amount. Like the market was booming. So I'm staging homes and just things are, you know, building relationships with people. I'm a people person, if you can't already tell, but <laughs> <laughs> I just love meeting people. So a lot of people, maybe they're like, I wouldn't, I don't need an interior designer. Like we're just going to be living. What kind of people want an interior designer? What kind of clients are you working with? Well, the thing is, it's, it's, Let's admit, and I'm going to rewind that and I'm going to answer that question, but let's rewind a little bit because I want to talk about being in quarantine. Now, I'm going to ask you, being in quarantine, did you or did you not assess your home and was like, oh, we need some paint on these walls. Oh, we need to change <laughs> Oh, we need to add some rugs in here. You start looking at your home and seeing all these different things. And so a lot of times people thought... Um, or think that they can't afford an interior designer, but how would you know if you haven't even taken that first step to do a free discovery call? I mean, my discovery calls are free for 15 minutes. It's your opportunity to ask me questions, to kind of gauge, you know, some price point areas, and also to discover if interior design is a fit for you. So if you are living in a home that you find yourself either double spending um, buying things, running back and forth to the store, uh, just trying to get it right and you're not really getting it right. Or if you are um, just needing some help, you're stuck. It's like you hit a brick wall and you don't know what to do. Or if you are willing to set your home apart um, from turning your house into a home, then it, it will be worth it. But you don't know unless you know, um, you reach out and ask those, you know, those questions just to see if it is a perfect match for you. Yeah. Um, I will say interior designers, especially black interior designers, we've come such a long way. I know growing up for me, I didn't see much of us. And so I wanted to be a part of the narrative that is being changed in the interior design community to be able to um, educate, um, you know, mentor and to build a really great, solid brand. Yeah. So in terms of pricing, how much does it cost to work with an interior designer? Well, it depends. That's a very, it's a, that's a broad question. And that reason being is because it all depends. Everyone's needs are different. So if you were to come to me for a, um, like, say you just wanted to get some tips on some colors. 
So, of course, that's just a consultation fee, you know, just because you're consulting. So you just have, you know, have the, the designer come out, take a look at it, kind of talk about some color concepts and give you some ideas that will help you kind of get the wheel spinning a little bit. Um, so the base price, I mean, of course, like I mentioned earlier, the discovery calls for 15 minutes, those are free. But to do a consultation, those prices, they start at a base of four twenty-five. And so when you're doing this, are you shopping for them? Like, do they just say like, here's the credit card, go do what you got to do. Here's the budget. Yes. So I do all their shopping. They don't want to do anything. Um, During my consultations, my key line is all you got to do in the process is say yes, no, and pay your invoice. (laughs) That's it. I do all the, I do all the legwork for them. What is one hurdle that you had to overcome when you were getting into this business? Um, one hurdle that I've had to overcome is, I mean, all honesty being accepted in the design community, because I was not one who attended college for interior design. I don't have any certifications for interior design. Um, I, I don't, I don't have any of that. And it's just like, you know, person who doesn't have a degree, it's like you spend double the time trying to, you know, uh, express how you're qualified for the job. And so, That's just, that was a big hurdle for me, you know, being accepted into the community because I'm just this girl who's popping up out of nowhere with no degree, no certifications, yet building two, you know, profitable businesses that are doing very well. How'd you get over that? Consistency. Showing up every day. I didn't care. I, I knew I had a mission and I needed to accomplish the mission. And, you know, a lot of times we got to block out that outside noise. I mean, who dictates what we do? We do and God does. And so that's just the narrative that I just stuck with in that moment. I like it because I know there's a lot of people out here who want to get into an industry. But they're like, oh, I don't have the education or I don't have the certification. And maybe there's other people who might be more qualified and more experienced than me. So what would you tell those people? I will tell them, take the leap. It doesn't matter what everyone is, is else is doing. It's all about you. You are who matters. And so you don't you have no idea what contributions or what you can contribute to the community in the in the ream of the business um, that you're in. So block out the naysayers. Um, just know that the industry of whatever it is that you're doing, it's not a microwavable industry, which means it's not going to happen overnight. But just to get started, it's such a grand element of just getting into the business of owning something that you can technically call your own. Mm -hmm. So if you're looking to start a business or doing something that your heart truly has a passion for, take the leap. Um, The subtitle to my book is called, it's called Leap Before You Look, The Principles to Conquer Fear and pursue your life's purpose. And I think that's a powerful note because it's all about you. It's your vision. It's not anyone else's, it's yours because these are your eyes and only you can see um, from that. And so it's just important that you put that on the on the home base. Yeah. Where can they find that book? Oh, they can find that book on Amazon. Amazon. It's already live. Yes, it's already live. And oh. believe it or not, when I wrote that book, I didn't know I was writing a book. <laughs> I didn't know. I was just writing on my notepad on my phone. And I was just like, you know what? Let me see if 
how this will sound as a book. And I reached out to a young lady who publishes books and she's like, oh my God, this is good. Um, my upbringing wasn't the best. And so I just wanted people to see that although there are so many people that see me in the now, this is not how I started. This is, this isn't, I had to take several steps to get here. So how about we kind of rewind that a little bit? And I want you to learn about the girl who grew up in Kingston, Jamaica, walking barefoot on red dirt and came to the States with her mom just to learn how to make ends meet. Like, that's how it started. What kind of like fire does that light inside of you when you come from maybe circumstances like that? Because I've noticed that like certain people, they just have a different kind of dog about them. Like mm-hmm. certain people, maybe they take certain things for granted or they just let opportunities pass them by. But mm-hmm. I can't imagine that you're that kind of person. Oh, absolutely not. No, not at all. Um, the fire inside me is just really more so wanting to break generational curses and, you know, that type of thing. At some point, some things have to stop. Um, and the fire inside of me says, hey, do you want to be the first to do it? This is your chance. This is your opportunity. And so I embarked on that. I was the first one to graduate from college in my family. I was the, uh, I mean, I'm the first entrepreneur in my family. And it warms my heart because my youngest sister and my cousin, I've watched them. I've motivated them to where they started their own companies too. So you never know who's watching you. And although they don't verbalize it and say, hey, you inspired me or you did this. It does not mean that they're not looking. And so the fi- that's what the fire inside of me. And I, I can tell that the fire has worked because they are doing very well. And I tell them all the time, like, I'm so proud of you. Like, that's what happened. How important is, how important are the people that you keep around you as an entrepreneur? Extremely. <laughs> extremely important. Um, you cannot, and I'm, I'm going to tell you, if you he- ever hear anyone say, Hey, you can do this alone. That's not true. You have to have certain circles that do certain things for you and have certain impacts on your life. So for example, I have a mentorship circle. I have a life coach circle. I have a entrepreneur circle and I have my girl circle. Um, and so Having those circles, I know that whatever it is that I need, that it's there and that they support me and they cheer me on. And those days where sometimes I feel like, hey, I'm going to throw the towel in. They're like, oh, hell no. No, you're not. You done came too far. And they remind you of those things. And sometimes you need that. You need those voices. You need those voices sometimes to remind you of how great you are. Along your journey, have you invested in any programs, courses, coaching, mentorship, any of that? Um, You mean, have I per se, or do I offer them? Have you, like, have you, have you, have you purchased them? (laughs) Oh, absolutely. I do all the time. Um, Just recently, I joined a community called Shameless Academy because I'm, 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 I'm living shameless. It's, it's, I'm, I'm as authentic. Like, I'm going to tell you the truth. Um, and I'm going to show up every day, but there's still some parts, of course, because we're not perfect, but we still have some inadequacies in it that we can always work on. 
So to be amongst the community of women that, you know, are very vulnerable and um, transparent about their struggles, struggles, whether it be in their personal lives or in their businesses. Um, yeah, I'm, I, I am a part of that. I don't know if you saw those subscriptions that people were getting on Instagram. So this is one of the subscriptions when I saw it's a new feature that Instagram had implemented. So one of them I did join and um, yeah. yeah. So that's been one of the things you'll see that Instagram will push it out to certain influencers. And so you can create your own community. So like, for example, you would have like the million millionaire community. And then you can get them to describe and they'll pay a monthly fee and they will have access to different things. And so, I mean, it's been working wonderful. I love it. It's more personable. Um, Yeah. And you get to meet and network with a lot of amazing people. So that's the most recent one that I could, um, I'm sharing with you that I did. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. What is a myth about... um, Interior decorating. What's a common myth about interior decorating that you've experienced? Your house got to be painted gray. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Your house got to be painted gray. Everybody thinks gray is it. That that's the answer. Hey, you don't know. Hey, dude, go paint, go paint it gray. It's the myth like gray is gray is the only color out here. What else? What other colors can we paint our walls? Yellow. Uh, it's so many, it, so many different colors. And as a matter of fact, uh, I actually teach a course um, that talks about the psychology of color and how we end up choosing the colors that we place in our home and what they actually mean. Um, so I do vision boards, home vision boards, and I do it in an intimate settings. So only take 10 attendees. Usually they are sold out um, and it allows them to tap into their inner creativity and for me to challenge them to choose these colors, which are displayed on the wall that they, uh, they think that will go with what they've created a 99% of the time they get it wrong. And so that's when we engage in further conversation, like what made you choose that? And why didn't you choose this and look at this and see how beautiful it looks. And they're like, I would have never thought of that. And I'm like, yeah. So I, I, I love teaching and making people more aware of what their options are when it comes to their home. What is a home vision board? I never heard that before. I know. You heard it from Nayoka Simone. So <laughs> you hear it again on this show. You need to call me. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so, no. So, a home vision board, um, basically, I have magazines and I allow them to go through the magazines and they cut out certain things that they like. And then they place it. It's like a, it's like a vision board. It's just for the home. home. Mm. Yes. Like and it allows you. So, then, you know, once they put everything on there. And then I have this wall that they will um, see all these different colors. And I'll say, once you're done with your board, go up and choose the color that you think will go with the different elements in on your board. And like I said, they they always pick gray. They always pick gray. <laughs> yeah. My house is gray. <laughs> My house yeah. is gray. A rental property is gray. So there, now let me say this. It's different when it's a rental property. Yeah. It's different when it's a rental property and it's different when it's a resale. Yo, it's the Options Trading Workshop, presented by Tide Capital. Learn the fundamentals and advanced trading strategies that allow us the chance to earn $20,000 in side money in one year while working a job and running multiple businesses. That's right. Learn the what, the where, and the how of options trading in this exclusive webinar. 
To find out more details, hit us up on the link in the bio, on Instagram at Partner with Millie, or on Instagram at Todd.Capital, or just head over to gumroad.com forward slash Todd Capital. Yeah, so if it's a flip, like if I'm flipping a house. You need it, Gray. And I'm going to tell you why. Everybody loves it. We just talked about how everybody loves it. So if you're looking to sell it or to invest it or whatever you're doing with it, it's going to be appealing to the potential buyer. Yeah, that's good to know. So I'm not going to paint it yellow. You better not. (laughs) (laughs) Um, How do you keep up with the current trends? Like things are always changing. Um, What are you doing to make sure that you're on the cutting edge of whatever is happening in interior design? Reading, researching. Um, I'm usually in my office just going online and then I just research the stuff. And a lot of times, too, um, because I'm a part of um, a lot of different email lists and, you know, in collaboration with a couple of folks, I get to see some of the new trends like they'll email them out or they are release them and send me samples or so that's typically how I keep up with whatever the trends are. Mm-hmm. Um, or sometimes I make up my own. Mm. What do you mean? You just like say, I think this is hot. This is what we're doing. Oh, yeah. So I'm, I'm into matte black walls. Huh. People are scared of those. Like the one behind you. Matt like black. The, I like it. I like it because, I mean, I think a part of maybe an interior designer is giving them your unique perspective as opposed to just kind of telling them to what everybody else is doing because that's yep. what makes you stand out. And so that's what makes you more valuable to the marketplace is because you yep. bring your own perspective. Anybody can tell them what everybody's doing. That you can say, I know what they're doing. Plus, I think of some better. I think here are some better things that you could be doing. That's dope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I actually had some clients that came from LA and they hired me to design their whole entire main level. And when I said, Oh, I think we should do this um, black matte wall, and they were like, Oh my God. I don't, I don't think so. I, I don't know about that. I don't know. I got to sleep on it. And then it was like, you know, the next day they were like, okay, we're going to trust you. And I said, well, that's a part of this process. You've hired me. So you've got to, tr- I mean, you, you, that means you trust me. I said, trust and believe it's going to look amazing. And I did it behind an amazing Miles Davis uh, commission piece of artwork that they had. Mm. And it looked so good. And mm. then we put a suede finish on it. So I had the artist come in and the wall is suede. It's soft with suede. And he had like a little tear in his eye. He was like, I, I, I didn't know. He yeah. says, but uh, a lot of times when we see homes and you can tell that like, it's a wealthy type of environment. Mm-hmm. It's not the person who owns the home that did the decorating. They actually invested in somebody coming in and doing that. Is that true? Uh, I mean, there are some people who are talented where they do design their own homes so I wouldn't necessarily say that's a hundred percent true statement. Um, but I would say if I had to put percentages on it, I would say 80% of it is, I would agree with that. Yeah. It's like, if you have the ability to hire talent, even if they're just supplementing or like adding to whatever your vision is, it's still worth the investment. If you want your house to be beautiful and you want it to speak for itself. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. So we got to yeah. boss up so we can get an interior designer. Yeah. I mean, and then you look at, I mean, corporations like um so i'm partnering with lowe's and you're looking i mean like they don't do events without 
hey, we need to have Nyoka to tell us what we need to buy, how it needs to look. They don't know. So it's not even, I can't necessarily say it's just on the residential level. I mean, it's, it's the same thing on a commercial level too. So you're still doing event planning? No, I don't do event planning. Um, Lowe's hired me, they hire me as their interior designer. So when they are um, sponsoring events and they're wanting their collections to be displayed, I'm their designer. Got it. Interesting. That's cool. Yep. Um, what is like, I know you're dealing with a bunch of clients. So what kind of tools do you use to track all of that and keep it organized? Um, well, of course I have a, um, an intake system that does like my invoicing, my quotes and contracts and things like that. Um, and then I have other platforms that I use to do my mock-ups, drawings and design concepts. So I have several tools in place, um, tools and people. Yeah. Tools and, yeah. How important are people? Because I think a lot of us are out here trying to do it all our own, be solopreneurs. But what I'm finding is the more people that I get on the team, the better the team. <laughs> and that's real. Um, if you don't, I'm going to tell you now, it's going to equate to burnout. And I feel like everyone should have their role. So as the creator, allow me to create. I don't want to block off the creativity just because I'm so busy writing contracts or having to run to the store or drop this off or answer the phone or, you know, um, so it, it, it does help to have people on board. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. People, people, people. people. Um, so pandemic was very good for interior design, I presume. <laughs> yes. Um, what are you doing presently to still uh, achieve the same level of success and, and grow your business? What does that look like for you today? Um, I've incorporated more, much more self-care. So my business doesn't look that same way, um, believe it or not. Um, I've made the executive decision that, you know, I needed to definitely put a little bit more work-life balance in. Um, and so with that, I've definitely toned down the amount of projects I would take on at a time um, because I need my self-care time. I love to travel. Um, traveling actually allows me to gain more insight on creativity, seeing murals and architecture and, you know, all these different things. So I love to travel, uh, both domestic and international. And so, um, yeah, so that's what it is right now versus last year. It was bananas, but um, in the year before that, but now I've just really incorporated more self-care, more people in place. And um, yeah, that's just what I've been doing. So the candle company, when yeah. did you start the candle company? I uh, started the candle company around 2018. Wow. And the name is, what was the inspiration for the name? Black Nare, Black Girls. So basically my daughter's name is Nyla and Raven. So Black, my Black Girls, my Black Girls. Mm. What makes your candle company unique? Oh, the packaging, packaging and the scent. Um, you don't even have to light my candle. You could just sit it out. <laughs> yeah, you could just sit it out. Um and it'll just, you know, smell up, light up a room. Um, I will say that, you know, with the candle company, it was just like an add-on in a sense, because I love candles. Um, but interior design is really more my baby, <laughs> honestly. 
but um you never know what God can make room for. Like I was just doing the candles and next thing you know, my candles and stuff is at the MGM. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> like I didn't, you know, it, yeah. And so you, you'll just be amazed. I mean, yeah. but it's, it's definitely made its um, presence known in several places. And like I said, I mean, the quality of the products, the packaging of the products, and the fact that, you know, having a candle that you don't even have to burn, I mean, light, and it just lights up a room. I mean, that speaks a lot right there. Yeah. When you first started the company, how'd you go about marketing and getting sales for that? Again, I just post. I yeah. social media. I just take I just pictures post. and I just post. I just post. So you gotta, you got I, I think, and let me know what you think about this. I think a lot of times. Once people like you as an individual, I don't care what you publish. I don't care what you put out there. Guess what? They're going to buy it. They're going to support it because they like you. They like how you show up. They like the consistency. They like that you're, you know, they just appreciate your presence. Mm -hmm. So why wouldn't they support you? True. It's like they buy into you first. And they buy into what you And they sell. buy what you offer. Yeah. I like it. I like it. So you've been featured in a lot of publications. Um, how have you accomplished that? And also, how has that impacted your brand? Oh, majorly impacted my brand. Um, you know, um, a lot of what you, a lot of my, those accolades they have come to me. I did not go searching for them. Um, I just, you know, they just, they just come to me mm-hmm. and I'm like, Hey, you know, Hey, it's a great opportunity. Has it increased my business? Absolutely. Because during consultations, I would hear clients say, girl, I went to your website and whoo, the first thing I see is Forbes and Essence and Lowe's and Billboard. And I'm like, I mean, Hey, we work hard. We work hard. So why would you not be your walking portfolio? Put Mm. it out there. Put it out there. Listen, it takes one person, one, just one to see who and what you are. And that one phone call could ever, could be life-changing. It could be life-changing. And that's even applicable. Can we, can we say it's even applicable to you? Like, how did you find, how did you guys find? I mean, I didn't hear about the mil, the live millionaire podcast. It's so dope. I've, you know, <laughs> you've been doing an amazing job, but it's one of those things where when people find good people who are doing really good things, you want to learn more. You want to know more, which is what, why we're here now. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I like it. I like it. Um, what is one thing about all of this that you didn't expect to happen? That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> what did I not expect? Um, I would definitely say I did not expect my company to have the revenue, um, the type of clientele, um, and just the, f- the features, man. I didn't, I didn't know. I mean, remember you're talking to somebody who went to Zara to buy a pink suit to sit on her sofa to take a picture and didn't know nothing. So I didn't see any of that coming. I didn't see any of it. I didn't see any of it. Where do you, where do you see your brand in the future? 
elevation. That's the first word that just came to my mind. Elevation, meaning that we will elevate. Hopefully we'll be able to um, have an actual office space where people can walk in, purchase furniture um, and, and provide design services. So you can come in and sit down. And we could talk about, you know, um, if you have your layouts and your um, measurements, then we can help you. Uh, and in, in, a, in addition to that, you can buy the furniture, like quality furniture. Mm. So that's where I see it. And I see it going even further out. Um, I know the furthest that we've been out is, um, oh, D- I think Detroit it is. Yeah. Detroit. The Atlanta, Detroit, yeah, because we do virtual services too. So mm-hmm. I can't think of them all off the top of my head, but we've been several places. So just to expand even more, to know that it's not just for the DMV. This is a bigger brand. This is something that's worldwide. Yeah, yeah. And I was going to ask you how important is location to you, but it seems like maybe not that important because you have access like globally to contact to work with all these people. But are a lot of your clients local? And because I've heard that Maryland is one of like, like, I think like the top 10 counties, like wealthiest counties for black people, like half of them are in Maryland. It is. <laughs> it is. And I'm and I live in one of the top counties. So um, with that being said, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, the monies that have the revenue that the business has made has really come from PG County, Maryland. Mm-hmm. I got to visit that one day. Yeah. Yeah. So um, maybe you'll come down for Juneteenth at, uh, in D.C. Is that like a big thing out there? Well, you know, I don't know if you saw Pharrell's doing like he's a part of this whole production that's supposed to be happening. Hmm. I didn't see that. that oh. Yeah. I'll check that out. I've only so you- I've been to D.C. like two or three times. Mm-hmm. I think it's time, every time I went. It's very professional environment. Yeah. Yeah. Even so, the clubs are, are classy. Yeah. You got to put your best, you got to put your best fit on. If you ain't got your best fit on, don't you come in there. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> don't you dare step up in the place. Yeah. You got to have it together. Um, What are three books that you would recommend to my audience? So, um, I've been reading, well, I've read uh, The Four Quadrants. Mm-hmm. Did you read that? Cashflow Quadrant, Robert yeah. Kiyosaki. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. That has been life changing. A lot of people say that book's better than Rich Dad Poor Dad. I, uh, <laughs> well, they say that's I, the one that ties it all together. I don't know. I don't know. But they're both um, the quadrants that, that really got me going. Actually, it even motivated me so much. I went out and got an uh, investment property mm. behind that book. Yes, I did. I got an investment property two months ago. And where where's the where's the house? Is it rental property? It's in Baltimore. Is it rental property Airbnb? Yes, all both all that. Yes. I like it. I like yeah, it. I got that in Baltimore. Um, and the good thing about that, I said this must have been destined for me because it was only on the market for like a couple hours and then boom, here I come. Mm. Yes. Um, so that and then I've been actually reading a um another book by this young lady that I follow on Instagram where she talks about like content, like content and how to shape your brand. Hmm. Um, so I read that. And then the latest book that I'm reading now is a reread. I don't know if you reread, but the purpose driven life, hmm. understanding, knowing 
really, really deep down, what is my divine purpose? Hmm. So I've never finished the, that book. I've started and I, never finished it. Oh, you got <laughs> you gotta finish that book. Yeah. You gotta finish that book. That book is really, it really turns your wheels. Hmm. Because you know what? The biggest thing that I've noticed and I've heard people say is they don't never, they never know what business or what their purpose is. They have no clue. So is that to help people? Is it to, you know, um, just go to school and live this, you know, happy, you know, Jones type of lifestyle? What is your purpose? That's what makes, that's what trips people up because they don't know. They're not clear. So how can you gain clarity on what it is that God has put you here to do? Mm -hmm. What are some movies that you like? like business related movies that you would recommend. And that's kind of tough because we all know our books on top of our head, but like movies can be kind of tough. Business movies? Or just movies in general. What's a good movie with a good message? Um, Madam C.J. Walker. That's a good one. That's a good one. That's a really good one, y'all. Um, I can't remember the name of it, but it was on Netflix and it was about these, uh, a lot of black women entrepreneurs mm. who had went on shows like maybe Shark Tank and all these other places to to get help with their brands. And they were all rejected. And they were on the show because their businesses actually made it without it. Mm. And they they were showing like how, what they've been through. And one of them, because I use their products, one of them being the lip bar. It's owned by a black young lady. And um, she, oh yeah, she was all over the place trying to get funding, trying to get investors, trying to do all these different things. She got shot down every single time, every single time. And now her business is like a multi-million dollar business. Mm. And it was just her believing in her own self to say, hey, nobody wants to help me, but guess what? I'm not stopping. Um, I had another one in my head. Um, oh, Bar Rescue. So even though it's not applicable to my business, the content in the the words that are being stated is it has some value to it. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. I could see how that would align, even if it doesn't directly align. Exactly. So th- those are the three that come to my to my mind. What sets apart successful entrepreneurs from those who give up, fail, or never get started? Listen, this is the time. The longer you wait, the longer you are able to talk yourself out of your biggest, most impactful dream. And so I'm just going to encourage everyone that's watching me right here from the DMV. I want to tell you to get started. Take the lead. Pursue your life's purpose. Ignite the passion inside you. Utilize your faith. Do these different things so that you can just learn and grow along the way. You may not whatsoever have the answers at all. And it's okay. And we got to really normalize that it's okay not to be okay. But in that moment, um, you never know where this could take you. I am a living, true walking witness that at the end of the day, something that I started has blossomed into something so beautifully. And so I'm going to keep going. And I'm the perfect example. I did have the answers. But look, I'm on this show, millionaire, and I said to myself that in 2022 that I will become millionaire. And look at what show I'm on. It's all about divine purpose. 
It's all about timing. And he didn't know that. But when I saw Millionaire, I said, God, you are just reconfirming what my goal is. And look where I'm at. Yep. Awesome. Man, I do have one last question. That was like a perfect way to end this show. But I got one other question. It is, what does wealth mean to you? No, 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 more, no more questions. <laughs> in the show. <laughs> What's up? What's up? What does wealth mean to you? Um, nothing. It doesn't. And you know why? Because people, I think people misuse it. Mm. That's just my opinion. I think people misuse it. Because you're wealthy doesn't mean you're smart because you're wealthy doesn't mean that you really know what to do with those monies. Like, are you wealthy or enriched in your spirit? Like, what is what does it really mean to be wealthy? I mean, those are some things I think about. Yeah. Because I would rather for me. Don't get me wrong. I, I Yes, everybody loves money. We all love money. But I would rather be wealthy and rich in my spirit, my soul, my mind, my body and those types of things rather than. I mean, a bank account. I mean, there's so many avenues to that. Yeah. That's just my two cents. I like it. I like it. I've never gotten that answer before on this show. And I've asked that question probably about 300 times. So it's cool that we can always get a different and unique perspective. Uh, great conversation. My last that, question for every oh, guest. You said that was your last one. Oh, well, this is like <laughs> the closing question. So where can they find you? Where can they follow you? Where can they support what you have going on? Where can they buy your book? Where can they book that consult? How can they work with you? Okay, so my book is available on Amazon. So if you just type in Nyoka Simone or Leap Before You Look, they can find it on Amazon. Um, if you would like a signed copy, uh, you could just shoot me a DM. I have some available that I can personally sign for you. If you're wanting to follow me on social media, um, my handles are Nyoka Simone. And um, consultations and everything, you'll find all of the information there. And if you want to read more about me too, you know, you can always um, read my bio on my site as well. Yeah, I love it. There's so many principles that I align with so much in this conversation. Uh, the first just being just post your content and know the social media really has all the customers that you could ever need. Um, the other is just leaping, taking that leap and not waiting for everything to line up and be perfect. A lot of people, that's what they're waiting on is to have all the funding lined up, to have all the graphics lined up, to have all these things lined up that are going to come as you engage in the process. So great conversation. I definitely shot you a follow. I'm going to make sure that all the people watching this show shoot you a follow. If you guys are listening to this show, and you want access to more of our exclusive content. You got to join our Patreon. We just launched the Patreon. We have tiers as low as $2, as yes. low as $2. And you guys are going to get access to the behind the scenes, the extended conversations that sometimes we have after this show. We're going to be doing um, events that are specific for our Patreons. So definitely join it. And you don't just get access to this show. You also get access to the Tweet Talk Patreon as well. So they're combined. Two shows, one Patreon, more value. Make sure you guys like, share, subscribe to the show. Make sure you guys click that notification bell so you can see when we're going live because a lot of times these shows are going on at different times of the day. We want you to be notified and your notifications when the show is going live so you can catch it live. You can ask questions if you so decide and we can go continue to have a more engaging dialogue. Make sure you guys click the link in the show notes for all of our products and services, the Tide Capital products and services, all of our affordable products that are in line with our financial education, options course, Turo course, vending course, uh, the mastermind. Y'all sleep if you aren't a part of the mastermind. That's blowing up. But with that said, just thank you guys for your continued support and watching these shows and sharing these shows and 
just helping us continue to grow this movement. We had a great event, a great live event in Atlanta this weekend, and we got more coming. The next location should be Los Angeles. That's going to be in the middle of June. I don't know who the speaker is going to be, but I know Michelle is going to be in California. I'll, of course, be in California. We're going to do that. And then at the end of June, we're having our mastermind shut in. We're going to be getting the a nice house in Miami or in Atlanta, locking everybody in, creating content, creating podcasts, building out all of our funnels and platforms for from Friday until Sunday. So all we're doing is adding value, more value, and we appreciate your support. So with that, my name is Charles Oglesby, also known as Todd Millionaire. And we out. Yes. What's going on? This is Donald The Voice, the official podcast producer of the Millionaire Talk Show featuring Charles Oglesby and Michelle Welch. Listen, if you are a listener to the pod, I want to make sure I take care of you with any of your voice over a podcast needs. So head on over to DonaldTheVoice.com. Hit that contact tab and let's talk. Make sure you mention that you're a listener of the Millionaire Talk Show with Charles Oglesby and Michelle Welch. And I'll take care of you. Hook you up because uh, after after all, we appreciate your attention and your time and your continued support. So hope you had a phenomenal time listening to the show. Tap it with me and we'll see you here next time on the Millionaire Talk Show.